0: Welcome to the Woman Unleashed Podcast. I am your host and coach, Kelly Kristen, and my mission is to have every woman know her worth, speak her truth, and unleash the fierce feminine power within to live life in full expression. If you are wanting to experience more joy, pleasure, deeper connection to your femininity, sensuality, and spirituality, you are in the right place. This podcast will give you the tools and guidance you need to transform yourself and life from the inside out. I am so happy to have you here. Now, get ready to unleash. Hello, sisters. I'm so excited that you decided to tune in and hang out with me today and come and listen to this Woman Unleashed podcast. I know I just want to take a second to really, really thank you. Um, I've been getting a lot of you just reaching out with personal messages, sharing about the show and, you know, how much it's helped you and all the things. So I appreciate that so much more than you even know. So thank you for all of the love and everything. And if you haven't yet, you wanted to really show the love, leave me a review on iTunes. I would super, super appreciate that. And if you do, I'm actually going to send you a free hypnosis meditation. So if you have already and you want that meditation, I'm not going to like not include you because you did it before. So just take a screenshot of your review and I'll send you a hypnosis meditation. You can, um, just send it to me like a DM like take a screenshot and send me a DM on Instagram obviously I'm at Miss M S Kelly Kristen if you're not following me already I mean hello come on anyway so and if you want to leave a review and just take a screenshot left the review let me know and I will send you the meditation okay so Today, I'm super excited because I'm talking to my good friend, Monica Yates. And Monica, as you will soon find out, is just an absolute ball of fiercely feminine, fiery feminine woman. And we talk all about periods and really like why is it so taboo and um, different ways that you can tap into your femininity by tapping into your cycle. And she is a woman's life Period brain coach. She works a lot in subconscious, releasing traumas and that kinds of thing, but really getting women back into balance with their period. So if you're somebody who has PCOS and endometriosis, or maybe you just get crampy, don't like your period, um, things like that, she is a genius when it comes to stuff like that. And I'm just excited to get into this conversation because we just had like a real raw, open, vulnerable conversation about periods and. It's just so much fun because how can you not have fun talking about these sorts of things that all women need to know, right? So she also shares with you some links in there, and I will put those in the show notes for you so you can get linked up to all of the goodness that she has to offer. And without further ado, let's get into today's episode. All right sisters. So excited to be sitting here with the gorgeous goddess, my friend, the lovely Monica Yates. Monica, say hello. Hi, Kelly. Thank you for having me. Hey, everyone. Hey, so Monica is a women's brain and period coach. And I I know Monica personally a little bit and she's amazing. And I wanted her to just come on here and share with you guys the magic. And today we're going to be talking all about periods and why it's so important to use your period to amplify your life, to empower your life, how we can do that, and why we've pretty much all been lied to um by the patriarchal conditioning about our periods, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Yes. So and our vaginas in general actually. They uh, used to be the most sacred thing. Like men would like bow down to women in their vaginas and they were worshipped. And now it's like almost a bit shunned upon, not it's yes. very. It is, it's very, very
0: shunned upon. I mean, I know um, for me, like getting into this work, it was like, it's just such a reclamation. It's yeah. such a reclamation of womanhood to really understand like your body and what's actually happening inside of your body. And instead of, you know, going through this time period of like, oh, I'm bleeding and it's annoying and, you know, all these things that have to happen to our body, learning to appreciate that. Right.
1: Seriously. Like,
0: where does somebody start with like one, you know, like what are the basics of the cycle? What's going
1: on and how do we use it? So, First, I want to say that everybody's cycle is, every woman's cycle is different and your cycle, as long as there's no pain in it, it's perfect. If you have bad PMS, if you've got heavy periods, if you've got blood clots, bloating, um, fatigue, um, anxiety, your period, then that's not normal. That's not how it should be. But if you, um, for example, have no pain and for some reason, like you're not high energy when you ovulate, but you're high energy when you bleed, that's fine. So it's really about like the more that you actually do like the work around like loving your feminine, loving being a woman, um, loving your cycle, you like discover a whole new version of yourself and you're able to live in this beautiful flow where you're not trying to live in this like linear way all the time where you're trying to be like a man. You get to actually you know, enjoy the ebbs and flows and to roll with it as opposed to being in your head and thinking something's wrong with you because you've had three days where you've been a little more tired or haven't worked as productively.
0: Right. Oh my gosh. That is so, so huge. And I think, you know, for being a woman in business and running business like you do and I do too, like that, how much do you utilize that
1: like in your business? Oh, Yesterday, I was like high as a fucking kite, just like buzzing with ovulation energy. <laughs> Had my yoni egg in. I was like, shit's getting big here. And um, and we were just, me and I, my manager were just going all at it yesterday. Like the energy was, I like didn't even break for lunch. Now, that's totally okay because I'm, I'm in my ovulation phase. I was feeling it. I run with it. Then I also know that, like, tonight after our call, I'm going to fucking, like, watch some Netflix or something because I'm tired, like, and I'm just jumping into my luteal phase now. So I'm, like, I'm really allowing myself to go with the flow. I'm not beating myself up about, like, why was I so high energy yesterday, but today I'm, like, was high energy, but I want to take the night off. You know, like, yesterday I worked till 10 p.m. Like, it can vary. I honor it. I don't shame it.
0: Right. And I think that is so huge. And I'm exactly the same way. And, you know, I I will even sometimes you know, block off a few days in my schedule. Like when I know that I'm going to be bleeding or something, because I'm like, I know I just don't necessarily want to do things. And like, I've learned that about myself. So I'm just ahead of time. Like, Oh no, I'm just not going to do that. That's
1: the power of knowing your cycle. You actually get to be ahead of time. So even for example, by charting your cycle, you know, that like on day 23, you are just a fucking ravenous pig. No amount of food can make you full, right? Then you, you need to like pack more food the office like honoring that otherwise you're gonna like go for something shit or you're gonna binge it when you get home because you were so fucking hungry for three hours that you cannot wait to like just shove your face into whatever you can when you get home so by knowing these things you can like preconceive and you can like preempt it from happening so you actually are really proactive um and it's just it's fucking powerful and like for me for example i actually Generally speaking, depending if I bleed with the full moon or the new moon, because I actually like, I will swap quite a lot. It's kind of annoying, mm-hmm. but like, I'll just like swing around a couple times a year mm-hmm. when I am bleeding. Generally, I actually get really high energy. So, because normally I bleed on the full moon, ovulate like on the new moon, but this cycle I did the opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, and so normally I'll actually get really high energy on my period. Um, Actually, and kind of high energy around ovulation. I think I'm just a high energy person. Fuck knows. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I definitely I definitely go into my cocoon in my luteal face though. And mm. I tend to cocoon a little bit after my period. So I tend to kind of have like quite high highs and then I'll drop. And I used to see that as like something wrong. But I see that as just like kind of me and my personality and I just honor it. I'll have like some fucking insane buzz day and then I'll have a little bit of a lower day the next. And that's totally fine.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think that's so huge. And I also want to go back to something that you said earlier where it's like PMS, excessive amounts of bloating, like large clots, like all of that stuff is not normal. And we live in- society where it's like, oh, you know, well, you just have clots. You have to deal with it or you have um, PMS and it's just, you know, oh, it's just, you know, it's something that's like made fun of us. It's
1: almost like I kind of noticed people on their Instagram stories. It's almost like worn as a badge of honor. Mm, Yeah. It's actually because I I say this thing to my clients of um, uh, what do I say? It's like under every woman's complaint is a desire.
0: Mm.
1: So a lot of women will complain about PMS and like, Oh, it's a shitty week because all they want is attention from their boyfriend. Right. They use their PMS as a way to get attention or, or they, or they wear as a badge of honor, like of like, oh, like being a woman is so hard. It's like, no, it's not. It's fine. It's normal. It's great. I love it. Right. (laughs) So I actually, I'm kind of, and this is like literally just come through as we're talking of like, I'm thinking people wearing their PMS a little bit as a bit of a badge of honor of it's, it's actually below the, the complaining, no, below the victimization of themselves is a desire for attention for extra love for them actually giving themselves themselves time off for their boyfriend making them dinner like from right. being able to receive that's what it actually fuck that's actually so what it is isn't it yeah it is awesome. so much too
0: because how many women have a problem of receiving without oh. guilt so it's like oh, oh if, if i have this reason you know i'm in this bad mood or oh, i have cramps and it's like you need to serve me now yeah you're actually afraid to say like hey you know what i could just use a massage right now
1: yeah. Oh, oh, oh my God. I do this amazing exercise and my clients have like getting them to receive through their eyes mm. and allowing them to feel what it feels like to like receive, not just receive like a glass of water from somebody, but like receive your whole surroundings, receiving your life, not just gratitude, but like receiving your life.
0: Yeah. And that's something I think that we all need to be sort of reconditioned into because it is one of those things like, I mean, just if you think about societal conditioning and women are set up sort of for those people pleasing roles, you know, if you think about even the dynamics of our society, it's like how many women are in caregiver roles, even for jobs. If you think about something like nursing, you know, and that's such a caregiver, people pleaser sort of role and how many women are in roles like that at work and then in, in their life. And it's like they never actually learn that. And Exactly. Yeah. It's amazing that you do that work. So then I want to know if, you know, people listening to this are like, okay, cool, I can use it, but where do I start? Where do I start learning about my cycle? Like, how do I get into this? Like, yeah. How do I start working with it? What's the baby steps?
1: I feel like... Like, okay, a really important part of your cycle is eating really, really well. Like, that is Mm -hmm. the truth. Like, you need to eat good food for your cycle. And as we've discussed before, your brain plays a fucking big role in the way that your body reacts to food, digests or doesn't digest food. Um, So, like, it's this... I think it's a really nice combo of... And I've picked this up so much in my work, which is now why I do a lot of subconscious work with your cycle. Because a lot of the time, you're eating all the right foods, taking the supplements, cutting out the gluten, the dairy, but nothing's changed changing because it's actually a program in your subconscious brain. Right. So what's a really beautiful way to actually start off this process is if you it by honoring your cycle. So taking the time out when you need the time out, having more baths when you have your period using a diva cup. And if this is going to trigger people collecting the blood and pouring it back into mother earth, mm. um, telling people I'm on my period as opposed to just being like, it's that time of the month. Um, you know, like, actually like being okay with having a cycle, having yeah. a period and loving your period. Cause as soon as you have more loving energy around that, you'll actually then naturally want to eat in a more loving way for your cycle so that it's supportive for your hormones. You, that love will just naturally send more beautiful energy there, which is going to give you a nicer period. And the whole thing is a beautiful flow on effect.
0: Wow. I love that so much. And yeah, same like in my life, I know when I started, you know, just really like loving my period, it's like, it went from this time period in my life where it was like, eh, kind of an annoyance of a thing. And it's like, ah, you know, I got to deal with this to being like, it's
1: almost fun when I get my period. Oh my God. I love my period. And it's sad when it disappears. Cause you know, it's also the best period sex. If no one's tried period sex, you need to, if you have shame around period sex, get on the fucking period sex train. It's so primal. It's so delicious. Oh my God. I love it. And I'm sad when my period grows because I'm like, damn it, no i period sex. Or it's like, you know, <laughs> you can't like, I can't collect my blood. I can't pour it into the earth. I can't manifest with it. Right. i like, I love, I love having my period. Yeah. Right.
0: And like, I'm like, I paint pictures with it. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, it's just one of those things that it just, it feels, it almost to me, it feels kind of taboo in a way
1: so it's almost more fun it's like oh my god to me yeah to me anything that's taboo is worth talking about because i love rocking the boat yes like my dad actually said to me when i was back in sydney no melbourne he was like to me and also to you monica no means yes Like no means we just try harder. Like no is literally a motivational word for myself and for my dad. But no, like makes me like get more fired fired up and be like, oh yeah, watch me, bitch. So when someone is like, this is taboo, I'm like, I'm gonna do everything to like make people feel uncomfortable about it. I love making people feel uncomfortable. Like love it. Like literally, when people go, oh, like like people say like, oh, what are you? And I'm like, like, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I'm a period coach and women's life coach, so like period coach. And I'm like, yeah, you know, like the blood that comes out of women's vaginas that, <laughs> and people like, people are so taken back, but I fucking love it. Love it. You know, like it's, it's funny. It's funny. Right.
0: Oh my gosh. I was talking to somebody the other day and they're like, oh, are you? Oh, I was saying that I was like nauseous or I had headache. And they're like, oh, maybe you're pregnant. And I'm like, no, I'm on my period right now, and I just kind of said it because I'm gonna get not care. and and they were just they were like taken aback by it, and I'm just like,
1: what? Like what is <laughs> is that, that is that like, like why can so some yeah why can someone say you might be pregnant and that's not taboo? Right. But the thing that literally allows you to get pregnant is taboo.
0: Right. It's so silly. I mean, and you even think about it, though. It's so much of the conditioning in our society, like. For men and women, right? Because it's like men see the pictures of, you know, tampons being covered up. And now we have like the slim ones that, you know, you can hide away and they don't even look like a tampon anymore. And so we have a lot of like, I guess the collective consciousness sort of rhetoric about it is like, you have to hide it. It's shameful. It's bad. And it's like, even if, you know, you've never been directly told that it seeps in.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. It's the same with like body parts, like because nudity is illegal right? Not allowed. You cannot like, you cannot be nude. Nude beaches are, are like a lot of new beaches in Australia. Like you can't have new beaches and only a few. Um, what else? Like, yeah, the exact same thing about like, you know, it's that time of the month, like that fucking thing of like, it's that time of the month or like secret women's business. It, it makes it seem like we can't open up and say it. And then even with like body parts, like the fact that you have to wear a bikini, not saying everybody should walk around naked, but like, in fact, everybody can walk around naked. And the fact that we have to wear a bikini or, or, or babies or underwear, like it just, it creates this idea of like, there's something to cover up. Right. And we are then led to, even like when we're little, right? It's like, we want to run around. Like when we're kids, we want to run around like fully fucking nude, flinging our legs everywhere, like touching ourselves. Like we're so intrigued. And it's like, no, like don't put your hands down there. Monica, put pants on, like whatever you're told when you're right. younger. And then it creates this idea of like, oh, like running around nude is wrong. Right. So my body is wrong. And like my vagina is wrong. Or like, don't touch your vagina. Like, and it creates this like, this subconscious belief that there is something shameful about your body parts, something shameful about being a woman or having a vagina or being like sexually curious. And therefore we suppress that shit in our bodies. And it's not until we actually do the work later on in life that we kind of realize, holy fuck, that's what I've been holding onto for all this life. And all that suppression, like mentally with like anything can like literally be related to your cycle and, and problems with your period, especially in terms of PCOS and endo. I see it all the fucking time. It's not actually, it's not a physical thing. It's actually the cause of a mental, um, um, emotional, spiritual, um, energetic sort of thing. I
0: 100% agree with that. I 100% agree with that. And I think that, um, there's no understanding of this, like within Western medicine at mm. all. And, you know, I myself w- had was diagnosed with PCOS a few years ago and have absolutely zero symptoms, literally from just doing mental, emotional release work, right? And really yes. connecting to myself and my cycle. And I think that um, a lot of that has to do with the trauma that we hold as women from like being repressed in, in mm. that sort of patriarchal conditioning as well. Um, and it's so, it's, it's so unbelievable though. It's like how you can make a few
1: changes and have such a drastic impact. Oh, and it, and it drives me nuts how many women these days, literally pretty much every fucking client is like, I have PCOS. I'm like, no, you don't. (laughs) I told you that my doctor. I'm like, okay, what type of PCOS do you have? And they're like, I don't know. I'm like, well, there's four different types of PCOS. If you have PCOS, your doctor would have told you which PCOS you actually had and they're like, oh, like I don't know. I'm like, right. like, well, Or oh, the classic one is I've come off the pill and now I have PCOS. Yes, you can get insulin resistant PCOS from the pill because the pill does fuck your insulin levels. And there's a thing called post-pill PCOS, which actually goes away over time. So um, there's there's so many different types of PCOS that so drives me up the wall when every second client is like, I have PCOS. I'm like, no, you fucking don't. You just have an irregular cycle that we need to work on. And what right. I do want to Preface is there is also like whilst the spiritual and emotional work is very very important with endo and pcos if you have a chronically unhealthy diet and you eat a fuck ton of sugar a fuck ton of carbs you don't exercise like you live an unhealthy life then that's going to be the first part of call for your hormonal issues before we even dive into the emotional stuff because like the truth is that like sugar does feed Um, and, And it does exacerbate estrogen dominance and estrogen dominance feeds endometriosis. So the food is a big part of it. However, it does not become the sole thing when you've done the internal work.
0: Right. And I agree with that 100%. (laughs) Like the diet thing is super important. And I think that's for all aspects of your life. Like if you're somebody who is on the self-improvement train and you're trying to live your best life, it is not serving you, right? Like eat a diet full of crap and to like, you know, but it's like, it's one of those things to me, it's like the diet is um, sort of like level one, you know, it's like getting the diet right. And then okay, that should be in check and then there's other stuff underneath that, that, but like by making sure that the diet is in check, we can clear the other stuff.
1: Correct, and like the classic example is people that go on holidays, and like for example, when I'm on holidays, when I'm like in Italy and I'm like relaxed as well and, and really enjoying my life and in like a pleasurable state, I can eat grains, I can eat dairy, I can eat sugar, I don't get a sore tummy, I don't feel sick, I don't break out, but if I was at home with like a lot of stress and everything else, different fucking story so for a lot of people they're able to eat more of like like occasionally on special occasions have the champagne the cheese platter the crackers whatever the sugar and nothing drastic is going to happen because it's a one it's an occasional thing out of a place of self-love but two their their body is in a state where because of mental work their body can deal with the sugar the dairy the gluten but when your brain is in this constant fight or flight from suppressed trauma suppressed emotional issues that combined with sugar, dairy, gluten, it's going to cause some serious fucking period problems.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes, I agree with this. I love you. You're. You know, like, I like
1: you too.
0: <laughs> I'm like you know what's up. This is so true. Like um, when you're dealing with with all of these outside stressors and stuff, and then it's like you eat the shit, and your body is just going to react to it, right? Yeah. And it's like if you're not gosh, I don't know how many times I've said this on this podcast, but clear your emotional trauma and get rid of food allergies. Like, you know, you don't like, there's so many things that are just so misunderstood in our society, in our bodies. And it's like, you know, instead of looking at anything that happens, like, okay, I need to cope with this or I need to just cover it up. It's like, we need we just need to ask better questions and get down deeper into what is yeah. really going on. And, and I know that you're here for that work.
1: Oh yeah, and you too, Kelly. And what I love about you, and I'm the same, is like also I want to like preface that like talking about it is not the only answer. Like mm. people like I was saying to a client the other day, we're doing trauma release work and um And I was like, so she's telling me about the trauma and I was like, so what have you done about it? And she's like, I've talked to people, but it's like, she still gets triggered when I ask her about it because that trigger isn't about just your brain. It's about your body. And I think a lot of us also fall into the trap of like, oh, I've talked about the trauma, so it's fine. Or I know it's just like, you know, oh, it's just a daddy issue. Like, it's fine. It's like, no, no, no. You need to actually clear the trauma in your body. Right.
0: And it's crazy, too, because I think even, you know, talking about trauma, there's, again, such a topic that's so misunderstood as to, like, what trauma actually is. And the reality is it's a physiological response in your body. And, um, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day about clearing their trauma and, you know, possibly working together. And they're like, oh, you know, I've heard it takes, like, two to five years to clear your... Oh, I'm I'm like, like,
1: babe, one session. We're done. Like, you're good. (laughs) that's crazy, so crazy. I, got, I got a message from the client that i did the trauma release with not yesterday the day before and she sent me a message like 24 hours later And, like, this is what she said. I'm literally going to read it because people need fucking proof in this shit. (laughs) Hi, Monica. I wanted to say a quick thank you for yesterday's session. No words can explain the freedom I feel today. I feel like I can breathe for the first time in my entire life. I never realized that I couldn't breathe. And today I am walking around taking the biggest breaths. I've got goosebumps that I can because I can. And I swear the air literally tastes sweet. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's one fucking – like, that took us half an hour. It wasn't even the whole session. It was, like, half an hour. I I, I love that you brought this up because – this work does not take years. It does not need to take years. It can take. It can take three days. Like it can. Mm-hmm. If you are fully immersed in it, if you are fully, if you are fully there for it, fully open and fully like I am fucking doing the work, it will take you a short amount of time.
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, I've done um, a few clients in in one day intensives
1: mm-hmm. where it's
0: literally your entire life can change and and in six hour window. Yeah. If you are showing up, you're there for it, you're open and you're yeah. willing to change. I think yes. so willingness. Much, so much of it does come down to your willingness in making the decision.
1: Right. Oh, it's, because it's that combo of like mental and emotional and spiritual and energetic, like body stuff. You right. can't be like, I don't want to change, but I'll come to the session because then your brain is literally like on shutdown mode of like blocking off the will. Like it's blocking off your work is what it will have. What will happen. Right. And the decision
0: behind just like, I'm going to heal and be better no matter what. Like there's yeah. so much power behind that. Yeah. And I know I've seen this in my clients and I know that you have too, where it's like, they make the decision to invest in a program or invest in coaching. And it's yeah. like, they already start to feel better because it's like, they finally got themselves out of this like hectic, you know, that indecision is probably one of the worst.
1: energy. Oh. That is the worst energy to be in like the, the wanting to do something and then like not letting yourself do it. Like that is the worst space that you can put yourself in. Either say no or say yes. Don't fuck gray areas. No gray areas. I am not available for that shit. Same. I, it's like
0: right now it's, if I get myself into a place where I like, I know I haven't made a decision yet. I get so annoyed
1: with myself because it's like, just fucking decide. I know. I, I, I can be a little bit indecisive sometimes. And I will literally say to anybody, you fucking make the decision. Like, tell me right now what we're doing. Like, if I can't decide, like the space of indecision stresses me the fuck out. And I think everyone can agree to that. Everyone.
0: Right, and but most people don't realize that they, like they live so much of life. Oh yeah, and it's like you know I want this thing, but it's like you know this this or that and but it's a battle between
1: that. it's a battle between like your intuition and like your brain which is limited by subconscious programs that are not actually serving you right so, but that battle's a total illusion like there is no battle the The answer is your fucking intuition because your intuition knows best there aren't the answer that's coming out of your brain is coming out of your shit colored glasses like it's coming it's coming through This glass of shit, which is all the stuff that you haven't worked on, like you don't want to be wearing those shit-colored glasses, girl. No, like you know how people say rose-colored glasses, like you're wearing shit-colored glasses. So all you can do is see through your fucking shit. So everything is like blocked by your shit, basically. So use your intuition. Right.
0: Oh my gosh, so so huge, (laughs) so huge. And let's tie intuition back into cycle talk because I like cycle talk, like. Because I know, you know, we are more highly intuitive, like when we are actually bleeding. Oh, yeah. Right. And I think even just starting there for people with utilizing their cycle, it's like sometimes I, I myself... If maybe I'm in that state of indecision and I like, I need to make a decision on something, and like my process is always about getting in my body what feels expansive, what feels contractive, and yeah. that's how I make my decisions. But if I'm feeling really conflicted about something, I will utilize that time where I am bleeding to actually go in and tap in because it's like I feel like I have a deeper resonance with myself.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yes. And if you learn how to like, really get into like your cervix and your vagina and that part of your body like i can tap into that like without having my period so like an example for like, an example for example is like a yoni egg like you'll be more highly intuitive more grounded more energized when you have a yoni egg in because you've got awareness in your vagina you've got energy there so generally speaking when you have your period, obviously like creation is coming out of you. So you're very intuitive. And it's also because you just got fucking more energy down that part of your body because you're bleeding. Mm -hmm. But you can also cultivate that energy at any time that you want, as soon as you learn it. And as soon as you can actually activate that part of our body. Now, a lot of us are very shut down that part of our body because we hold all of our emotions as women in our vagina and in our cervix. Mm -hmm. So until you have cleared all of that shit, you will continue to hold onto it, which will block you from like being really intuitive. Because as a woman, like you're most intuitive, like in your womb and in your in your vagina yeah. and your cervix. Totally,
0: totally. So if somebody feels like they're super blocked and they feel like they're totally shut off from like their yoni, mm. what is something that they could do to
1: kind of wake that up? I feel like probably a jade egg would be like a really, they're pretty popular these days. Wow. I feel like a jade egg would be a really good way to start. Um, you don't need to necessarily put the jade egg in and you, you never want to put the jade egg in when you don't want it either, because like you will feel like you'll feel your vagina wanting it or not wanting it. Um, like, cause there's a distinct difference between the two of them. Um, and you'll be able to feel that like straight away, but even just like buying a gurney egg and just like having it around the house, having it in the bathroom, having it next to your bed, like cultivating a relationship with your gurney egg, because just by looking at it, you know, that's going up my vagina. So you are starting to feel more comfortable with putting up your vagina, which naturally makes you feel more comfortable with thinking about your vagina. And as you think about your vagina, you obviously have energy in your vagina. So I feel like that would be a really good way if you just start, um, like cultivating more energy down there, which will allow you to start getting on the, on this journey of, um, wanting actually just like that, having that willingness, like we were talking about and the openness and the want and the desire, um, to actually dive deeper into this work so that you can like be fully in your feminine energy, living from a place of flow, be fully expanded, be fully intuitive, um, and life be really easy.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. And I do think like So much of it is just awareness and like really just like being comfortable with like, you know, sending energy to Mm. your whole womb space and just allowing that to sort of cultivate and sit and like see how that feels so big. And then I wanted to ask you too is, you know, you were talking about eating and do you change your eating habits depending on what stage of the cycle that you're in?
1: Yes. So when I'm ovulating, I will typically have slightly more like fresh foods. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was to want raw things, which I don't eat a lot of raw foods because it's very hard on your di- digestive system. But if I was to be having more raw things, like for example, cucumbers and capsicums, but I, I wouldn't recommend having like a lot of raw cabbage, for example, mm-hmm. um, because it's a bit like, it's hard. It's, it's fucking hard to break down for your system. Right. And you got to, you got to factor that in with stress with lack of sleep for most of us, with blue light, with um, like, you know, chemicals in our water, all of those things combined, you don't want to be adding more stressful things into your body, not helpful for inflammation and inflammation, will, which will cause your period problems. So, um, and then, so generally around ovulation, I'll be eating a little bit more lighter foods. I'll probably also eat a little bit less. Some people find, like, I actually want to preface this. Some people find around ovulation, they need to eat more because they're ovulating so their body's actually using a lot of energy and they get hungrier because they're doing a lot more things because they have more energy so they're exercising more they're running around more they're just like fucking high flying so they get hungrier so on at that time in my luteal phase i will always have more sweet potato more grounding vegetables more soups more stews more curries because you want to like be getting more into that grounded phase. You want to be really supporting your hormones with lots of healthy carbohydrates. And then around your period as well, I have this weird thing when I'm bleeding where I actually really crave cold foods. Mm. My intuition, t- and so generally I will recommend that you when, when you're on your period, you actually want more warming foods. That's now, me for sure. Yeah, now I will always want more cacao, like more of my cacao elixirs yes. to really ground me. Um, and I generally will eat more like sweet potato chips and stuff around like, as in like homemade wedges around that time. But I have this weird thing and I think it's because my body generally is very, very hot. I'm really fiery. I hate being overheated. Um, like I love the snow and I love like cold (laughs) weather, right? Love cold weather. I'm in Aspen at the moment and it's not cold enough. I'm like, this is too fucking hot anyway. (laughs) And it's like not even that hot anyway uh not even not it's not hot compared to Australia, but yeah, around my period, I actually crave like frozen berries and like koyo um and like I crave cold, fresh foods it's but it's weird, but my intuition is like. this is just a you thing and maybe some people have it but i will say a lot of people actually would benefit off warming foods but i seem to benefit off warming foods in my luteal phase and then having warming foods during my period because i know my i know my body wants it but it also wants cold food so i kind of do a bit of both to kind of balance the two out where i'm having hot drinks And like soups and stews and also like the the odd bowl of like frozen berries for some fucking reason. Don't ask me why. And this is where it comes back to not comparing your cycle to somebody else, but like tracking your cycle and and noticing. Yeah, and noticing now like what the fuck I'm always craving cold things on my period. Like how weird. Um, and I know that it's, it's okay because my period is the perfect color red. I don't get blood clots. I get no bloating, no period pain, nothing at all. I literally just get horny. That's it. Yeah. Um, so I know that by having cold foods around that time, it's not causing me any problems. So therefore it's fine for some people. And this can also come down to also like, um, if you've got more yang in you, which is that heated energy, you want to be balancing it out with a little bit more, um, like you want to be, if you've got a lot more of that, like masculine, hot, heavy, like go 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 energy, mm-hmm. having some cooler foods can help balance that out. So um, that can kind of come into play too. If you if you were to go in like Chinese medicine and Ayurvedic stuff, right? Um, but it's really about just tracking your end cycle and know, knowing what works for you. And this is what really works for me. And what works generally for people is um, you can be having more raw foods around ovulation and your follicular phase, luteal phase, really getting into eating more foods and more grounding foods, period, when you have your period, lots more hot, warm, grounding um, sort of foods, yeah
0: yeah I find for me when i'm um bleeding i I crave like just nourishment where I mm-hmm. feel like I want like that nice warm meal that just sort of nourishes my body. yeah that works well for me, and it's funny too, because you know when I did start tracking, I noticed like probably a couple of days after my period, it's like I'm not hungry at all. like I could go the entire day without eating and it doesn't even affect me like i just I don't even care and yeah. then it's like you know, other. Other parts, like in my luteal phase, it's there's a couple of days where I'm just I'm that ravenous,
1: starving
0: girl. I'm like I just cannot get. Oh,
1: and I want to actually mention for this, so everybody knows, it is nothing. Nothing's wrong with you. So yes. if you're in the luteal phase, you are ravenous. Now, when I say ravenous, that is different to cravings, right? Cravings is you've eaten dinner and then you want more food, okay? But you're full. Mm-hmm. Okay? You don't need more food. You're not starving ravenous is you've eaten lunch half an hour later your stomach is growling and if you don't eat something you will punch a wall and that 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 in my literal face I get that I fucking hate it I hate it because it annoys me to eat that much I'm like I'm fine I like my three meals a day I'm not a snacker for example I never have snack food so when I'm starving I'm like oh my god what do I eat and it actually annoys me like it fucking annoys me Um, so that's the difference between like a craving where you don't need the food, but you're wanting it. And then like hunger where you're actually like your stomach is growling and you'll punch a wall if you don't eat, um, in your luteal phase, if you get that and not, not that many women do because they have low progesterone, they get cravings. Mm. So a lot of women have low progesterone because they have really high cortisol amongst many other things. And that, that high cortisol. Yep. That high cortisol can be caused by trauma suppressed in your subconscious brain that is causing this underlying, this underlying, um, fight or flight that you don't consciously recognize. So if you are in that all the time, your progesterone is really low because in order for progesterone to be made, it has to tap into your cortisol. Sorry. In order for cortisol to be made, which is your stress hormone, it has to take away from your progesterone stores. So every time you are stressed, you get less and less progesterone. Now, progesterone has an anti-anxiety, an anti-inflammatory, antidepressant effect in your luteal phase. When your progesterone isn't high enough, you'll be anxious, depressed, have cravings, get bloating, heavy periods, painful periods, all that, which is majority of women these days, unfortunately. So when you have cravings during that time, amongst other symptoms, that is not because you have a good amount of progesterone. You have not enough progesterone. If you are like, say, for example, you or myself, where we actually have plenty of progesterone, as you should do, you'll get these ravenous fucking cravings. It's normal. It's great. It means you have enough progesterone because progesterone increases your metabolism a lot. So Mm -hmm. you burn through food at a really rapid rate. So you actually want to be eating more food because you're burning through it really quickly.
0: Yeah. And it's funny too, because you know I had to recondition myself around that like story where it's like, you know, we live in diet culture. You grow up and like, oh, I eat this food and I eat this time. And it's like when you really start listening to yourself and it's like you have to drop the like, oh, I'm not allowed to eat this much or this is too much food. And it's like when you just really drop into that place of trusting your body. Yeah. And then it actually like, I, you know, I didn't know that like progesterone, you actually burn more and like that makes yeah, yeah. so much sense to me now. And it's like I just decided to trust my body. Yeah. Right. It's like on the days that I'm really not hungry, like I just won't eat. Yeah. And you know, people around me will literally be like, how are you not eating? Like, you know, it's this yeah. time or it's that. And I'm just like, no, I'm just not hungry. Yeah. You know, it's like, I've just made this it, like, you know, peace with my body that it's like what it wants, it gets.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's really, it's honestly, when you come to that place of being able to eat intuitively, it's fucking freedom. When you actually, when you come to that place of just being in alignment and doing this inner work and being able to honestly just fucking trust yourself, eat is in a pace that like my clients say, it's inner peace. It's, yeah. it's freedom because they're not overthinking They're not dwelling on the food they ate. They're yeah. not feeling guilty about their choices because they just know that whatever comes up for them, whatever their intuition is telling them is fucking perfect.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes, yes, yes. Times a thousand. Mm. So what do you recommend for people like just maybe starting to track their cycle? Like, do you have an app that you recommend? What
1: do you use? So I don't like apps because purely because I find there's a massive barrier to get to them. So you have to like, one, you have to remember, okay, you got to open your phone. You got to unlock your phone. You got to not get distracted by Instagram. That's a fucking hard one to do. (laughs) You have to open the app. Now, a couple things with apps. One, they don't necessarily allow you to track enough things. It is also nearly impossible for you to compare this month to last month or this cycle to last cycle Mm -hmm. and if you can't easily compare it's very hard for you to understand your own cycle to understand what to expect on days 18 to 24. do you know what i mean like it becomes very difficult you can only see day to day so i also kind of like that about apps Uh, and then also majority of apps own all your data And they sell it for a lot of money to big pharmaceutical companies. I also am not a fan of that Mm. Um, because they're not selling it to pharmaceutical companies to figure out like how turmeric affects your cycle. They're selling it for basically contraceptive purposes. Right. Um, So I, I don't, I mean, I'm happy to sell my data if it's for a good purpose, but not otherwise. I'm not actually that stingy. I don't care that much about the data thing. I just think it's a bit fucking rude to be honest. I think Also. Yeah. yeah, Also what I think is just like a, uh, like a, Caution is like you. It is. It is a great thing to be able to track your cycle for years, um, because things show up from months ago in the current month, right? Not things that happen this month don't show up in your cycle this month. They show up three months later. That's how. That's how your cycle works. That's how. Um, a follicle, it takes it takes 90 days for a follicle to come around into ovulation mm. and your follicle will be affected by what's happened that month and then it will show up three months later. It's confusing, but hopefully that makes sense. Right. So when you have an app, what if the app dies and you lose all your data?
0: Right. To me,
1: that would be so fucking annoying, right? What if your phone crashes and you lose all the data? Like, fuck that. So I created my FemFlow journal, which allows you, you can get off Amazon, it's a small journal. It's thin, it's light. I leave it by my bed every night. It takes you one fucking second to open it, to write down, boom, 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 done, close, go to bed. To me, that works really well because one, I feel like it's a nicer way to connect to your body because you're actually like writing something down. It's a bit more feminine. Uh, No one's owning your data. It's really fucking hard to lose unless there was like a fire in your house. Like it's pretty hard to get rid of. Um, And there's no barrier of like, of like needing to remember or like getting distracted by instagram it's right next to your bed it takes you one second at night um and it's so easy to compare each month because you just flip a few pages so um to me i really like that i also have a free download on my website which is a moon and menstrual tracker and you can track it on that Um, but that's how i find it how i like to do it and it's not overwhelming it's easy there's a whole fucking guide makes it so easy knowing your cervical fluid, knowing your temperature, if you want to chart your temperature, knowing it's got a whole thing at the beginning of like, if you have this symptom, these are the things to do. Like I've made it so fucking available so that you can like have a good period because I want every woman to like love her cycle because it's so fucking juicy. Yeah. What I want to know
0: is why are you so passionate about periods? When, like, where did this start for you?
1: Um, I think I'm, to be honest, passionate about anything taboo. I think I get this from my dad because... <laughs> in a past life I was definitely a witch and I think my dad was a male witch in a past life as well he's more about environments and stuff but I fucking love rocking the boat like I love talking about taboo shit like it just I don't know I feel like it's fucking it's like an adrenaline rush and I love like I just love that anyway but like basically long story short people can listen to my journey if they want to on my podcast but i think it was the reason why i got passionate about it was because i got angry that no one taught us it in school yeah. i started i lost my period for ages and then i learned about it and um and i got angry of like why the fuck has nobody taught me this why did somebody make me so fucking scared to have a cycle why did someone make me so angry and annoyed about being a woman why was i thought why did i think that being a woman was hard and shitty and blah 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 That I think it started with like a bit of anger and then I was like, well, I'm going to do something about it. So I started talking about her and then everyone loved it, loved it. And then the more I dived into it, the more I was like, this is fucking amazing. And I just became so obsessed with like, no one has taught me how amazing it is to be a woman. Um, And then I did a lot of masculine, I did a lot of masculine, feminine healing. So I used to be really willing in my masculine and I did a lot of healing around becoming more embodied in my feminine energy. And then again, oh my God, no one taught me about how to be a beautiful feminine woman and be in my power. But in my feminine, I was always led to believe that if I wanted to be successful or make a lot of money or be be listened to. I had to be in my masculine and wow. all of that healing has just led me to this beautiful place where I'm, able, I got goosebumps, where I'm able to live this <laughs> life where I just feel so at ease and so in flow. And I literally just want every fucking woman to be able to experience this level of like orgasmic bliss every fucking day where they're not in their head, but they get to flow and not in an airy fairy flow in this beautiful, like inspired action flow. It's, it's beautiful. Um, well, you can feel the passion exuding
0: from you. And I I love it. And thank you so much for sharing all this with the audience, with the world. Like this is stuff that women everywhere do need to know. And I would love to know right now, I have a couple more questions for you. What are you most excited about that you are currently creating, doing,
1: I've got my New York city three day immersion event. So I don't want to call it an experience. I don't want to call it an event because it's not like a seminar. I'm not saying they're talking. You're not sitting in a fucking chair, getting a numb ass for three days. We're <laughs> doing like, we're basically like you basically get three days of coaching with me full days, 11 hours. Um, it's going to be really fucking bougie. Cause I'm all about the bougie vibes. Yeah. Um, like all the beautiful catering, like cacao elixirs. Like we're going to do like fucking sensual eating. We're going to do like so much work we're going to do fucking anger release we're going to do like uh, uh, like getting into the different archetypes we're going to do womb activation like we're going to do fucking everything in the three days i'm so excited i'm so excited for this i love doing my in-person stuff um and i've been doing like lots of in-person events in australia And they've been fucking killer and like girls in the beginning and like major transformation for like three hours events, three hour events. I'm like, what the fuck is going to happen in 33 hours? I have no idea, but it's going to be amazing. So I would say that I'm most excited for that because I feel like that is just like the next level of myself, but also the next level of service that I get to provide for these women. And I'm excited that women get the opportunity to come for three days and get the work done. I don't yeah. want to put out the illusion, like we were saying before, that like it's three days and then you have to join a six month program and then it's continuous work for the rest of your life. Like, obviously it's like upkeep, like duh, like yeah. anything. And like, I'm always growing, but I actually myself did three days of deep fucking work and um, I'd read the books beforehand. I'd done the, like a little bit of work beforehand, but it was those three days where I did like major fucking like trauma release and like deep levels of like, feminine fucking work in terms of letting go of my masculinity and like that shell that I created for myself of like armor and protection around everybody and that was the catalyst I was like I was like done after those three days and then it was this like and then after the three days it was like this beautiful momentum of it just kept evolving of me learning more and me getting more of my feminine but that came so naturally and yes I hired coaches after that to help you know get more of that but that wasn't necessary. Like right. I, I, I also hired that because of my business. So like I could very confidently say that after those three days, like I was, um, I met a guy after those three days and that relationship afterwards, I was a new fucking woman. I was the most feminine. I was so vulnerable. I was so open and that was after three days. So like you don't need to do a six month thing. Right. So I'm excited to be able to offer that and to be able to say to people, it's not a fucking sales pitch. It's three days of work you will leave with a fucking Tiffany bow on top of your head and you will be good to go. Like it's I true. That. It's true. So it's not, it's not a sales pitch. When are the dates for that? Um, the eighth to the
0: 10th of November in Soho. Beautiful. And yes. who would be the type
1: of woman that would be perfect for that event? People say in business, you should have a niche. I don't, it's everyone. It's every fucking woman. Any woman that has not done deep feminine healing work would benefit from it would benefit beyond measure from it. If you've done deep feminine work, then probably not, but like you'd get new things out of it, of course, cause you always learn things, right? But if you've done no deep feminine work, or if you just energetically have been feeling something pulled towards this conversation today and me, like, then this is for you. Like this whole, the way that I run my business is so energetic. If you energetically feel pulled, then it's for you. If you have not done deep feminine um, healing, then like literally it is for you and you can read the sales page. We're not going to ramble. You can read the sales page and it will go through everything. If you're in your head, if you have chronic fatigue, PCOS, if you've got anything where you're like feeling like you constantly need to control or you're like overly critical, you're a perfectionist. Like those are like, I can go through all of that, blah, blah, blah. It's all on the page. If you're a fucking woman, Come to the event basically. <laughs> that's, that's what I I'm love saying. It. Yeah. And
0: we will hook all of this up in the show notes Thanks. and get you all the links for that. And Monica, where can everybody find you on like the Instagrams and um, out
1: the most? my Instagram handle is Monica Yates Health, all one word. Um yeah, and you can follow me there. Beautiful. And last question. Um, you
0: are standing on a balcony They, you've got all the women down there below and you have a chance to just yell out one sentence to them because there's people pulling you away.
1: Okay. okay. You only
0: have a one sentence you can yell. What do they hear?
1: You know what? Actually, there was like two things coming up, but what I actually really want to say, which is a little bit left left of center from the conversation is, um, stop emasculating men. Mmm,
0: that's and what I want oh my to gosh. Say. And Monica Yates will be back to talk about that. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yes. And I want to say, oh my God. Actually, we do need to talk about that. That's yeah. gonna, we're already doing another episode about okay, that because done. I feel so passionately me too. about that as
1: well. Oh, I hate oh, the God. fucking men hate thing. It drives me nuts. I love men, it's so delicious. I right? Mean, They're amazing. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay, so good. So
0: part two coming soon with Monica. Yeah. Yeah. And sisters, if you loved this conversation and you want to hear more, you know, just give us a shout out on the Instagrams. Take a snapshot. Let us know that you're listening. You can tag Monica at Monica Yates Health. You can catch me at Miss M.S. Kelly. Kristen, and we will speak to you soon. Hey sister. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you know another woman that needs to hear this message, I ask that you please share it. And if you absolutely loved what you heard today, I would so appreciate if you could leave a five star rating and review on iTunes as it helps us to spread the message and grow the community. And that is our number one goal. So if you have not already, join us in the Woman Unleashed Collective on Facebook. This is a safe sisterhood to connect with like-minded women and get all the support you need in your journey to live life unleashed. Until next time, sisters, live life a little more boldly and create some magic.